calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Well, welcome to this Take 15 interview from CFA Institute. I'm Dave Larrabee, and I'm joined by Christine Todd. Christine is a CFA charter holder and a director of CFA Society Boston. Uh, most recently, she served as president of Standish Mellon Asset Management, where she also managed tax-sensitive fixed income portfolios. Christine's got considerable uh, expertise in the area of infrastructure investing, and that's going to be the topic of today's uh, conversation. Christine, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, so what is the investment case for adding infrastructure to your portfolio? Well, the soft case would be that it's an opportunity to not only do well, but do good with your money. So one can invest in their community or invest in the community of the country broadly and know that they're not just in it to make money on their money, but they're in it to improve society and, and the world we live in. That said, there's also an investment case that you are um, investing in hard assets which have long lives and very predictable expense bases. So if you're in an environment that you expect to have some inflation, by definition, your revenues are growing but your expenses are stable and you can, as time goes on, expect that the fundamental credit quality of your investment is actually improving. Okay. Um, so the need for infrastructure uh, investment in the U.S. seems to be a perennial topic of conversation, and yet infrastructure uh, spending as a percentage of GDP has been trending down for decades. Uh, so is there a reversal in that trend in the, in the near future in your eyes? There has to be. There has to be. Um, the American Society of Civil Engineers estimates that we need $4.6 trillion by 2025 in order to make this country's infrastructure not only safe but economically competitive. And that is going to take mighty effort. And the longer that we delay that investment, today's dollars are cheaper than tomorrow's dollars, today's repairs are cheaper than tomorrow's repairs, this has to be addressed immediately. And it's something that both sides of the government agree on, and there's very broad, practically unanimous support in terms of the, the uh, voting public for investing in infrastructure. And uh, you, you, using the municipal market, we'd invest about $350 billion a year in, in infrastructure development and maintenance. The Trump administration has proposed a $1 trillion plan which attempts to attract private funds um, to infrastructure investment. But when you boil it down, it's really $100 billion per year because it's over a 10-year period. Um, we think it's more likely that the municipal market can be used, and the Trump administration acknowledges the need for the municipal market in, in this process, um, can be used by private investors um, more traditionally, meaning the municipal market can, can become more relevant, more standardized, um, less fragmented, such that private money, big pockets of money from around the globe, will see an opportunity to invest 
in this high quality asset class and in the invest in infrastructure in the US um, such that it is leverageable across their skill set and within their portfolio. Okay, so what are some of the positive attributes that municipal bonds bring to an infrastructure portfolio? So number one, yield. In this world where global yields are negative to practically nothing, we're looking at sub-sovereign debt with AAA or comparable ratings that have yields of 2%, 3%. So yield is the number one most compelling thing. In today's conference, um, we heard uh, Jeff from BlackRock talk about the investors in this world are now not greedy for total return, but they're needy for income. So this answers that need. Um, the second thing would be quality. Municipal bond ratings are average AA. It's universally a high quality asset class. Even that said, the bonds are underrated relative to their stated rating because their default rate and the recovery rate is significantly less than comparable credits of the same rating category. Mm -hmm. Thirdly would be diversification. So this means that the price outcomes of your municipal bond holdings are narrower than other fixed income or other asset classes, that the, the volatility of your experience is going to be tighter. Secondly, when interest rates rise, we potentially are going to see the Fed more active in monetary policy tightening. Municipals have delivered very consistent positive returns during Fed tightening cycles. So it's defensive in rising rates. In fact, since 1990, during all periods when 10-year Treasury rates rose, i.e. a benchmark for U.S. fixed income, we saw that municipals outperformed Treasuries in each and every case. So lower volatility in rising markets, lower volatility in Fed fund tightening cycles, and lower volatility or different volatility versus other asset classes. So the, 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 one of the most powerful things about investing in municipal bonds is the diversification of your outcomes versus other outcomes of other asset classes in your portfolio. Meaning, by investing in municipal bonds, you can get high income, high quality, and improve the risk-adjusted returns of your whole portfolio because you have volatility characteristics that differ from the other elements. So for example, versus US high yield, there's a 26% correlation. Versus treasuries, there's less than a 60% correlation. Versus the S&P, there's a negative correlation. And the CFA will tell you that diversification improves your risk-adjusted returns. Absolutely. Um, so what are some of the primary risks that investors in infrastructure should be aware of? And, and what's the best way to mitigate those risks? So the biggest risk is liquidity. And that's probably whether you're investing in hard assets or via the municipal bond market. So we talked about municipal bonds as being you know, high income, high quality, low volatility, great performers when rates rise. So where's the downside? I mean, there has to be some underbelly here. And that is, as you say, liquidity. Um, and the liquidity is really, in the municipal market specifically, as a vehicle for infrastructure investing, um, is, is supply-driven dislocation. So this is when retail investors who are fearful of owning fixed income or who have some sort of credit scare, they're fearful of owning municipal bonds, um, race 
to the brokerage houses and liquidate their holdings. So we've mapped out the periods um, pre-financial crisis of when there have been severe dislocations in the muni market, severe price dislocations, and it maps exactly to when there are severe withdrawals from open-ended mutual funds. So those retail investors, which comprise 70% of the market, the holders of municipals, when they rush and sell their bonds, the secondary market is not deep enough to absorb all of that abrupt supply. And those periods are the financial crisis. Um, there was a scare, a credit scare, driven by a well-known analyst on the street. Um, there was the taper tantrum, um, the Trump bump. Um, these are all things where investors said, I don't want to own fixed income or I don't want to own this asset class. The rebound was, while severe dislocation, the rebound reversed within two weeks to three months from, from beginning to end. So it offered a tremendous opportunity to lock in income, but also lock in tremendous total return as the municipal market normalized and recovered from this onslaught of supply. Mm -hmm. How about outside the US? Are there any attractive opportunities to invest in infrastructure? Definitely. Um, not as conventionally, however, as the U.S. municipal market. Most of what you see outside of the U.S., the better opportunities, are in low to no liquidity structures, um, very concentrated positions in concentrated projects and themes um, with much more um, fundamental credit risk um, and lack of liquidity. So what you really look for um, in an infrastructure investment um, in terms of its you know, quality in the portfolio is the essentiality of the project. Is it a secondary toll road where you can get there quicker but it costs a lot and the traffic isn't so bad in the alternative? That's not as essential. Is it a toll road where you, if you, by God, if you're going to get to the city, you got to pay that toll? Um, is it a um, hospital where it's a second or third tier provider um, competing against a real dominant hospital that has special skills. Not as good, the former's not as good as the latter. These are the type of, so when you're looking, whether in the U.S. or abroad, look at the essentiality of that project. Is this pipeline leading from one um, population to another that has tremendous economic prosperity or the, or the potential for it? Or are we, if they build it, they will come type thing, which is going to be a lot more risky. And there's low liquidity in any project that you have that's sort of hard assets and concentrated. So the municipal market offers you diversification, liquidity, um, and uh, the ability to be a smaller type investor, um, as well as a larger total return investor, and still get the infrastructure exposure. Well, great. Uh, Christine, thanks a lot for joining us today, and thank you for watching. Copyright 2018, CFA Institute, All Rights Reserved. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.